Fashion. Turn to the left. Fashion. Turn to the right. Uh, fashion. Fashion? It's fashion with Penelope Noir. Maureen Penny, how are you this morning? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very well, thank you. Bit of a weird time. Uh, how's it all looking at your house? Uh, I'm fine. I'm in a very um, sturdy unit that made of lots of big bricks, so nice. I'm totally fine. <laughs> nice. That's what we like to hear. Uh, we're talking about the mighty Pakaraban this morning. What's going on in that part of the fashion world? Well, he recently passed away, uh, 3rd of February, so um, a couple of weeks ago. So I thought I'd talk about him because he's quite an interesting character. Uh, He, if people don't know, was uh, renowned for um, making, using unconventional materials in his clothing. So he was making things out of plastic and uh, metal uh, and it... um, he kind of inspired he I thought he made the costumes for Barbarella but he actually inspired them I think it was actually right. her husband that made them but he made costumes for Francois Hardy um, Audrey Hepburn and Two for the Road uh, Bridget Bardot Jane Birkin and Serge Gainsbourg and they were all kind of like gold and silver metallic outfits ah. Francois Hardy wore hers on stage and one was a gold dress that was said to be 300 carats it had to be uh they had to use pliers to adjust it when she came off stage. Oh, my God. <laughs> and um, it um, was supposed to be apparently the most expensive dress at the time. Wow. I mean, that's yeah. not surprising, wearing that literally a gold carat dress. But so He kind of is one of those original pioneers of the, the chain mail look, for want of a better way of putting it. People weren't really doing that until he came along? Yeah, that's right. And, um, and he actually... So the French were kind of like you know everyday french person was kind of like not really into it even coco chanel said ah oh, you know he's not um he's a metal worker not a fashion designer pretty much Ooh, and it was the americans <laughs> that really embraced him uh peggy guggenheim wore him um deanna freeland from um vogue was a champion of paco raban cool um and his his first collection was in 1966 and it was called Manifesto 12 Unwearable Dresses in Contemporary Materials and he showed it on both black and white models and he couldn't even afford to put shoes on them so you know it was seen as you know being really kind of risque at the time. That's so amazing I mean when he died there was such an outpouring which there always is when someone who's been a real stalwart of of fashion um passes away but he I mean the outpouring around his was so interesting to see because it was from really across many different um art disciplines that people were were really you know touched by his work and his career yeah, I think because, you know, he'd studied architecture, um, in particular concrete reinforcing, and he actually um, funded this by selling his early work, which was making um, kind of missions and jewellery and things like that for high-end designers like Dior, Balenciaga, Givenchy, um, those sorts of people. And because he thought that sewing was slavery, his mother had worked for Balenciaga back in Spain where he was born, um, and then they'd moved to Paris to follow the, the label um, and I think that he just had quite interesting um, ideas about all of it and how fashion worked. Mm. That is so fascinating and I mean to come from that kind of craftsperson heritage as well would have made such a big impact on the way he was working too. 
Yeah, definitely. He um, so basically, you know, that was kind of his fashion was of a time, and he actually, he ended up becoming more renowned for his perfumes. His first fragrance was in 1969, and it was a um a collaboration with a Spanish-based company called I think it's Puig. Um, and the first uh, perfume was called Calendre, which actually is Radiator Grill in France. Oh, <laughs> in French, <show. laughs> Yeah, so he had like quite the sense of humour, and he was, he was, I think, more successful in the end with the fragrance. Uh, he that um, fragrance company ended up buying the, you know, the fashion house in 80, 1987, and he retired in nineteen ninety nine. Mm. Um, and it has resurrected in 2011. It's now got a creative director and it's like the fashion's come to the forefront again. It's um, super interesting to see who wears Pakura Ban at the moment. I mean, it, it's such a uh, red carpet, but not not necessarily like um, film premiere type red carpet. I think there's still that assumption that Pakura Ban is like a little bit... Uh, a little bit like stranger than perhaps other fashion houses there's there's you know um, a lot of people like Tilda Swinton I think is someone who's worn a lot of his stuff yeah I think also because of his personal beliefs like he was he was a very very interesting man Um, he um, was very austere he kind of dressed quite priestly like um, but he was very spiritual and at one point he was called Wacko Paco which um, I think you know really deeply hurt him because yeah. he believed that he came from a place called Altair and 78,000 years ago and he, in his past life he as an Egyptian priest um, murdered Tutankhamun uh, he also was said to have met God um, but he had a lot of uh, beliefs on uh, in um, Druidism and Buddhism and that sort of thing. And even his name, because um, his real name was, like his real name wasn't Paco Raban, but he chose that name because it had 11 letters, which is really auspicious in numerology. Good good for you, Paco. That's what I can say. Good for you. Let, yeah, let you your freak flag you want to fly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't don't let any snobs like Coco Chanel tell you you can't make the clothes you can make. She was a Nazi anyway, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a and Nazi like, um, sympathiser. <laughs> yeah. I guess like one of his really good friends was Salvador Dali and Salvador Dali once said, there are only two geniuses in Spain and that's me and Paco Rabanne. Good on yourself. That is a great... I mean, who needs any other sort of compliment if you've got Salvador Dali saying that there's only two of us who are geniuses? No one's going to no one's gonna challenge him on that one. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you, uh, We've got a, a lovely Francois Hardy track lined up here, which is Le Tombe d'Amour. Uh, so we're going to have a listen to that now. Penny, thank you very much for chatting with us. Take care, and we'll see you soon. Thanks very much. See ya. Éternellement, il y aura dans 
François Hardy with Le Tombe de l'Amour. There, that is a tribute to Paco Rabanne from Penny this morning. Thank you very much, Penelope Noir. That was Fashion with Penelope Noir. We are the Goon Squad and we're coming to town. Beep, beep.